Koinonia, a place of encounter with the Holy Spirit and transformation by the principles of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's hold our hands together and just pray for one minute in the Spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One word from the Lord can set our lives on fire. One word is able to bring restoration. One word is able to take us to new dimensions in the spirit. Sada balada kata prasida bas, sete bakura sada balanda kotas, shanda lakatos ebrende gedukos. Are you praying? entrance of your word gives life and understanding unto the simple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the ways that the word is made manifest is through preaching. Titus chapter 1 and verse 3. Titus chapter 1 verse 3. It says, But had in due times manifested his word through preaching. The word can be made manifest when it is preached. The communication of God's word is one of the ways that the word is made manifest. I'd like you to pray in one minute. Lord, may your word be made manifest in my life. May your word be made manifest. Is someone praying? Manifest through preaching. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. It's good to have us back again. May the Lord bless you. Just greet someone by your left and right and please be seated. We have a lot to do tonight. Tell them it's good to see you again. Tell them I'm glad the word of God is working for you. I can see the evidence around you. The word is producing results. Hallelujah. It's my joy again to bring the word of God. And um, I rejoice at our passion for the word of God. Listen, the word of God is more important 
than the man of God. Never forget this. Are we together now? The only thing that makes a man of God worth celebrating is the message he carries and the grace that backs that message. The message is more important than the messenger. Whenever the messenger becomes more important than the message, it will not profit people again. Are we together? I am a man, a human being, but this word is supernatural and powerful. Are we together? The only thing that gives value to me is the ability to be, by the privilege of God's grace, a custodian of these mysteries. So you, you must have, place value on the word of God. Respect and honor the messengers, the vessels, but not above the word. Because he honors even this word above his name. And any wise man must train people to honor the word above his name. As powerful as the testimonies are, Apostle said this. Um, of course, I know that the people are communicating um, their belief, but the real agency that makes results is the Word of God. Are we together now? So it's, it's, it, it matters that we drum this into our spirits. The only value that the vessel has is in its connection with the Word and the grace that backs that Word. Take away the message and there is no ministry. Ministry is not about a man. Ministry is not about activities. Ministry is about the communication of a message that contained in that message, there is an ability to first translate people to conform to the image of God and then give them spiritual understanding and then at the same time empower them to become epistles of that which has been communicated. That's the assignment of the word. Are we together now? Yes, I trust that God is blessing us. It is important that we understand the value of the message. The message. The message. John said, I am the voice of one crying. My name is not as important as what I am saying. That's what he was saying. That's why God, Jesus, manifested in the flesh, called himself the Word. The Word. The living logos. In the beginning, before there was the mention of the name of any man, the Word. In the beginning, the Word. In the beginning, the Word. Are we together now? So it's important that we place value on the Word. Not just the Word like scriptures. That one is religion. But there is a message. Listen carefully. There is a message. If I send you a letter and I put a parcel in an envelope and send it, the letter is more important than the envelope. But if you ignore the envelope, you may never live to receive the letter. Are we together now? The purpose of receiving the envelope is to give you access to the letter that is within. And that letter is a letter written to you. It is a message to you. Are we together now? Yes. The word of God does not operate generically. It must be received individually. Are we together now? Send your word, O oh God. Every man remains helpless until the word of God comes to you. Listen until the the appearance of the word of god is how hope comes 
God sends you hope by bringing a message. Lord, do something about my life. Here comes his word. His word is very powerful. Let hope, let it rise. Darkness trembles in your holy light. Let hope, let it rise. Darkness trembles in your holy land. Sing this song with understanding. It's not a special number. Let hope rise. Darkness trembles in your holy One more time. Let hope rise. Darkness trembles in your That's how God saves men. Listen, that's how God lifts men. There was only one anointing service in the Bible, in the ministry of Jesus. When he was about to go to heaven, receive the Holy Ghost. Every other thing was a word exposition service. Three and a half years under an intense teaching anointing and they became apostles. It was not impartation that made them apostles. It was the quality of the word. So when the word of God comes to you, satan fights the word because of what it can do the word of god is powerful the word of god is useless when it is not taught the word of god is useless when it is not received the word of god is useless when it is not believed you can carry a bomb and play with it for as long as it has not been programmed to explode you can even kick it and play football but let someone by mistake activate the potential in that bomb one tiny object can totally wipe out a nation that's what the word can do so if the word of god looks important there may be many suggestions as to why it is so number one maybe the word of god has not come to you scripture may have come memory verses may have come but the word of god has not come scripture is not the word of god memory verses is not the word of god recitations no the scribes and the pharisees had this so when jesus came he said ye are not knowing the scripture he said you search the scripture for in them you think you will find life and then you will not come to me hallelujah every time we are gathered we are gathered to grow and to rise and that by the ministry of the word listen ladies and gentlemen nobody will invent a new system of transformation the saints are transformed by the ministry of the word and the ministry of the spirit the ministry of the word gives them understanding the ministry of the spirit gives empowerment it is this twofold dimension of spiritual operations that empower men it is empowering men is not a mystery you can know that men can be empowered 
to the degree to which they sit under an accurate dispensing of truth not the opinions of men not the wisdom of men not just the theological exegesis that comes with sophia human wisdom but the wisdom and the communication of the spirit that is from above that's what has the ability to change men so you must hunger for the accurate understanding of the word as it relates to the major areas of our lives you know one of my assignments by the grace of god to the body is to demystify spiritual operations this is one of the reasons why many believers do not receive because we men and women of god sometimes pride ourselves in creating a lot of mysticism around the operation of the word a thing does not have to look mystical to be supernatural are you getting what i'm saying now yeah the most powerful activity that can happen to a man is as simple as simple and accessible to everyone the system that leads men to the new birth experience that in one minute a man can be spiritually translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of god's dear son yes it looks so basic but without that one decision there are people in hell today they got phds many times as complicated as that decision or more complicated than the decision but it didn't take them to heaven the system of growth will always be the same martha martha you are worried and upset about many things but one thing is needful and this mary has chosen to sit at the master's feet i don't care what your life is just pay the price to sit at the master's feet and let his word come if you sit and sleep you would die like the woman that died upstairs when the apostle was teaching so it's not just to sit down and snore or to sit down and wonder does this really work your attention your spirit that hunger that desire god you are about to speak and when your word comes understanding is coming when your word comes healing is coming when your word comes breakthrough is coming our lives will remain reflections of what we do not know or what we do not believe or what we have not received or otherwise our lives will always be a reflection the interesting thing about the systems of this world is that your opinion does not matter whether you agree or not whether you argue or not whether you believe or not doesn't make any difference is that true you can do nothing against the truth but for the truth so whether you believe that the counsel being communicated is of god or not whether the religious circle with which you are planted in agrees or not one thing is for sure whether you agree that a plane is in the air right now or not it doesn't stop the plane from moving god remains god whether you believe him or not his principles remain potent whether we believe or not our assignment is to make a choice between the pride and the depravity that comes with the fallen man and a humble and a meek heart that is able to receive and transit 
this is your assignment to choose that as your word comes lord i quit argument my result clearly shows that there is something i do not know so i submit myself to the wisdom of the rabbi of the ages and give god time and watch what he can do you know sometimes it takes literally minutes for god to bring you into that result it's not always a long time hallelujah can we pray one more time cry to god from the depth of your heart help me oh god take away the stony heart give me a heart of flesh lord i need real results in my life provable what you are about to learn tonight you know for many of you who are sensitive you will know that this is a very powerful year um, when the word of God begins to gain strength and performance in the lives of people it confirms number one that the word is true but then number two it also confirms that the people are receiving it are we together now yes the word of god that is coming to us tonight is very powerful is is a word of deliverance is a word of enlightenment is a word that will give us insight is a word that will give us stability and is a word that by the grace of god will respond to the issues that buffet the lives of men hallelujah Wonderful, merciful Savior, precious Redeemer and friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls. Almighty, infinite Father, faithfully loving your own, hearing our weakness, you find us falling before your throne.
Genesis chapter 17. You give the healing and the grace that our hearts hunger for. 17. We'll read verse 1 to 3 and then we'll jump to verse 7. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. We're not dealing with that, but I can stop here to talk all night. The word there is El Shaddai. That's where you get the word El Shaddai. Are we together now? I am the almighty God. He says, walk before me and be thou perfect. Verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee. How? Exceedingly. Verse 3. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, Go to verse 7. I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and I seed after thee, your generations, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. One more verse, 8. And I will give unto thee and thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. I appear to you and I tell you I am El Shaddai. Walk with me and I will make certain things possible in your life and not just your life, it will affect your children. Remember what Psalm 112 says. It says, blessed is the man that feared the Lord that delighted greatly in his commands. Then it says, his seed shall be mighty upon earth. It says, the generation of the upright shall be blessed wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures forever the man that fears the lord that delights greatly in his commands i had a discussion yesterday with a dear lady that really provoked for me, it, it really challenged me to share the things that I'll be sharing. And um, she communicated an observation and she told me, she said, Apostle, I have noticed that many of the brethren from Zaria, when they go outside of this environment, they are extremely spiritual. They are men and women of character i mean you can look at them and just know that this man came from zaria but they are very poor they are very mediocre and they never are able to do anything well when it comes to do with other matters outside spirituality they are very very inefficient it was an observation and that really got to me i felt very responsible over that statement and I said, why would this be so? Would it be a good news to know that someone came out from among us or from around this city where we are domiciled and that we do not see a manifestation of the whole counsel of God in the life of that person? Especially with the times that we live. I really got concerned because she observed 
that many of these brethren, many of them had fellowships. Is that correct? They had groups, whether church youth groups or some of them even had churches. So when it has to do with apportioning things spiritually, they usually are the center of attraction. In fact, to the point that when people just say, I, I, I am from Zaria, whether a student, whether one, even if you are an armed robber, you just say from Zaria, I mean, you are worthy of reception. But then the quality of their lives, the lives of their children, their families, some of them are maybe the first in their families to really take God seriously. And yet, the, 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 the evidences that should create conviction are not there. I was touched. I really was touched. I said, God, this cannot be your will. And I said, what could be wrong? The obvious answer is the men of God that have had the opportunity to communicate the truths of the word within this territory over time. That is the obvious explanation. It means that there has been something about the lopsidedness of our spiritual communication because men reflect the voices that they heard. Is that true? So that means that somewhere in our spiritual communication, either through honest ignorance or through the trivializing of certain dimensions of the kingdom experience, the saints were not properly equipped to both be spiritual and to be responsible. Maybe I would put it this way, that we focused on the issues that matter to godliness, but we forgot the issues that matter to life. Yet the Bible says his divine power hath given us all things that pertains unto both life and godliness. It will be wickedness to rejoice at a Christian who cannot pay his child's school fees. This is more than finance. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will be wicked for a Christian who malhandles his wife, although he's a tongue-talking prayer warrior who belongs to a church, but because he was not equipped to know that your family life and the quality of it is also a measure of your knowing God. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Listen, as I grow in leadership and the privilege of influence over people, I am learning that any side of the, the kingdom life you neglect, you will see a multitude of people reflect that lopsidedness. The church in Nigeria, the church in Africa is largely responsible for the, the quality of the lives of people in Africa because Africa is a very religious continent. Every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Tuesday, every Saturday, there are vigils, there are fasting programs, there are more committed people in the church in Africa than any other part in the world. Our level of spiritual committal is worth um, commending. Yet, we are obvious reflections of the lopsidedness that has come largely from the pulpit. This is an uncomfortable truth, but any and every man of God that truly fears God must take this as a responsibility. That the reason why something may be going wrong, it may be that I have not been able to communicate this dimension of God. So the members believe, but they believe an error. So they become that error. 
Because whatever you believe, you become. I got very challenged. This ministry, by the grace of God, has been able to excel and do the things that God has granted us grace to do because by the privilege of God's grace, He has allowed us to capture in our lives all the areas and the dimensions that are required for efficiency from administration to leadership to the pastoral work to a system of mentorship and continuity are we together now to security to finance and all of that so the results that we celebrate by the grace of god is not just an issue of the will of god it is the product of systems that were believed and received and engaged this is the result and where we will go from here will also be a reflection of the things we have learned and are learning or the things we are ignoring. It, is, it will be my greatest pain as a man of God to see that a few years from now, when you rise, that you will be walking through life and destiny limping and the reason for that limp will be something I did not teach you something i trivialized that was important for your life if i fail as a person and you succeed in receiving the whole counsel of god your success will turn me into a success again are we blessed let me say this before i start teaching you are not qualified to create your curriculum as a student listen listen don't, don't just be, be too quick to write just try to listen one of the reasons i believe why many people are not efficient first spiritually and then in other areas of their lives is they sit as students and they write what they believe should be their curriculum it's wrong it's pride those who are in school when you come into a class a level a lecture hall you sit quietly and trust the wisdom of the lecturer. Am I correct? The lecturer comes in and whether he looks like what you expected or not, you trust the fact that if that institution could employ him, then there was a system of vetting. Nobody was just brought on the street. Paul, a man, approved of God. He, he was not just recruited by will. There was a system of vetting and accreditation. Are we together now? And then the lecturer now tells you, these are the topics or the courses we are going to cover, write. And usually you will find a lot of arrogant students who will not write and say, no, 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 that thing is not supposed to be there. This person is probably in 100 level or secondary school or wherever. And that man who is talking may be a doctor or a professor. Just because he sounds like you doesn't mean you are at the same level. There is a history that you have no idea of. Even if you don't respect the man, respect the history. Are we together now? And then he begins to teach and mentor you. And to the degree to which you pay attention, it will shock you that you are becoming like him. You get to a point where you so become like him that a group of individuals accredit you and they award you a system of certification that now qualifies you 
it doesn't stop you from learning but it qualifies you to be an authority within the context of what you studied this is how we grow in the spirit many believers sit down and choose and say no this issue of prayer we are not supposed to be praying this way even me my spirit i don't feel it that person who is talking doesn't know anything about the power of god nor the grace of god does not understand anything about the anointing yet he's already writing a book in his mind on prayer and vetting who should you know teach that person cannot even pray for 20 minutes and yet he believes it's an authority in prayer the same thing with the teaching of the word the same thing with the issue of wealth and abundance and a good life and all of that the challenge has been that many students in the school of the spirit choose the courses they want to offer and leave the rest the curriculum has been preset that if you attend all the lectures it will make you become certain things remember our scripture that is almost a memory verse here that i commend you to god and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified there are many precious pastors men of god who will not pay attention to certain dimensions of the kingdom life and then as their ministries begin to grow the lapse in that knowledge begins to reflect are we together yes i give you an instance if you are say for instance a man of god who does not pay attention to the quality of family life simply because the people who are your congregation at that time are children and students you forget that the father today was the child of yesterday and if you do not teach them by the time they get into their family lives all that will happen in that family is a crusade and a prayer conference because that's exactly what you have taught they can only do what they know is that true That's our generation. I mean, this is, this is the next generation. That's like Samuel telling Eli, I hear you. Is God speaking to us? So it's important as believers that we open ourselves to the full counsel of God. I don't know how many of you can walk on one leg indefinitely. If you are playing sports that's a different thing but in life and destiny to walk on one leg continually you can't do much and the pressure will even hurt you is that true you need to have that balance and stability and this is what by the grace of god we seek to provide week in week out and that includes tonight are you ready to receive now lord i humble myself to receive your word can you pray that one prayer Just pray that simple prayer. I cast my crowns before the highest royalty. I am undone before your royal majesty. You're the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the King of kings 
You're the King of kings and hosts of lords. Write it down. The warfare dimension of kingdom wealth. Please, I want to beg you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pay attention to what I'm teaching you tonight. The warfare dimension of kingdom wealth. Haggai chapter 1. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 8. Please let's read it together. The warfare dimension. Make sure you write the topic. The warfare. I want to introduce you to a very foreign dimension of the blessings of God that many, many believers do not know. And this has been responsible for the limitations in the lives of families, in the lives of individuals you see what is happening in our nation now there is a lot of fear and listen the lord showed me something I, I hope that in one of the days i will have the opportunity to share i saw something in a vision that made me fear about certain things that was coming on the body of christ it's not exactly negative but it will have a negative effect. Let's continue. One, two, read. Go up to the mountain, uh-huh, and bring wood. Stop. Stop. The prophet is writing by the Spirit. First instruction, go up to the mountain. Second instruction, bring what is your purpose of going up the mountain? To bring wood. <laughs> Just follow me carefully. I don't know what wood is doing in the mountain. Because at the last time I checked, you don't grow woods on the mountain. The Bible says, go up to the mountain and bring wood. And then use that wood to build the house, not a house. Use the wood you get up the mountain to build the house. And I will take pleasure in that house that was built from the wood that was gotten up the mountain. And then it says, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. Go up to the mountain, Koinonia, and bring wood. Use the wood that you bring to build my house are we together now of course prophetically he was talking about physical temples but now you know that the house of god is not a physical structure you know that so every time god talks about building his house he's talking of building his ecclesia you understand that theologically speaking the house of god today does not mean a building or a church it does not even just mean systems it means people so it takes wood to build people 
we all as living stones built into a spiritual house are we together now tonight go up the mountain and bring wood and build my house and i will take pleasure in it and i will be glorified when my house is built listen very carefully there are there are many instructions about the building of the lord's house and one of it he tells us that it takes wood whatever that wood is we know that is something you do not yet have and so he says the location of that wood is up the mountain not to the forest go up the mountain listen carefully and get wood and then with that wood go and build my house matthew chapter 5 quicken our eyes to see in the name of jesus christ jesus was teaching in what we call the beatitudes he was teaching the principles of the kingdom in fact let's start from four matthew chapter four what we know as the temptation of jesus now there are three levels of temptation that the devil presented to jesus i'm interested in the third one the first temptation had to do with your individual hunger are we together now jesus had finished praying and fasting 40 days and the first person he would meet would be satan himself and then satan tells him turn this stone to bread second temptation he takes him up the second temptation had to do with his spiritual convictions are we together he took him to a holy city satan holy city satan holy city took jesus up a holy city and set him on a pinnacle and said jesus fall down throw yourself to the ground it is written he shall put his angels so it was a temptation that related to his spiritual life that related to his spiritual conviction the first was his hunger his individual life then he says no i've gone past that level then the second thing affected his faith but the third was a very strange one and that's what i want us to look at matthew chapter 4. if god is blessing you say amen, amen. verse 8 we're reading to 11 the third temptation read with me we'll read verse 8 and then i'll continue one to read again the devil taketh him up into stop not towards into the devil taketh him who is the him your jesus taketh him into an exceeding high mountain and what happened when they got to that mountain he stood from that mountain and saw the glory of the entire earth that there is a mountain a man can stand and from that mountain you can see the glory of the whole earth this is the mountain that satan took jesus there were many mountains but he knew only one would be worth tempting jesus in and he took jesus to that mountain the bible calls it an exceeding high mountain and then he showed him the kingdoms of this world 
and the glory of them next verse and saith to him ah, all these things what things the kingdoms and the glories i will give thee so the mountain is a place of exchange listen remember don't forget our scripture well, well i'm building something here go up to the mountain something you will do in the mountain will give you wood use that wood and come down come and build the house of god and the bible says god will be glorified so satan is negotiating a transaction here but there was a location he said jesus i want to talk to you but let's go up the mountain we don't do these kinds of discussion on a plain land he took him to an exceeding high mountain where it was only two of them and then he says this is i want to give that one is a deception because when you give something and demand something is not giving is business he used a very deceptive terminology he says i will give thee if thou will fall down i will give you pure water if you will give me 100 naira is is that is that charity no satan is negotiating something with jesus your jesus and look at the interesting system he starts by marketing something for him he says before we talk see first so that you will believe me look at the kingdoms and then look at their glories the wealth and then he says now that you have seen and are convinced let us discuss this is my proposal i will give you access from this mountain to all these kingdoms they will be at your beck and call what i will get in return listen carefully is that you will fall down and worship me now imagine god forbid but just imagine that jesus agreed what do you think would have happened jesus would have come down that mountain with strange influence that you cannot explain now you were not there all you know is that he bowed down and said, Satan, I'm more interested in the kingdom and the glory. Oh, King, Satan, I acknowledge you as my Lord. I give you my heart. And Satan says, okay, as I agreed. If Satan tempted Jesus, how many other people has he taken to that mountain? To say, come, forget about this. Let me show you how things happen in this earth. And then he says, look at this. I will give you these kingdoms and the glory. Bow down to me. Not everybody will say no. Some people will say yes. And will say, this is the deal. Here you have, here you have. Go down. Immediately they go down. In two months, their albums are all over the world. Regardless of what they sing. And you say, my God, this guy is so skilled. No. Something happened up the mountain. I pray that God will open your eyes to understand what I'm teaching you tonight. There are certain dimensions of the supplies of God that cannot happen by doing business with men. You must do business with spirits. I cast my crown before... Listen. 
the highest royalty remember that's what satan wanted bow down and worship me satan has been obsessed with allegiance and loyalty the kingdoms did not mean anything to him the glories did not mean anything to him but he knows that it is the system that men need and so what he decided to do was to make sure that he has control of those systems and then he will continue to call men to say let us negotiate what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world question where did that business happen that he gained the whole world because that is a business terminology what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world where is the look show me where men gain the whole world do they gain it in a bank do they gain it in an investment house show me where men gain the whole world and give up their soul that business when you get there the commodity is your soul versus the world not your product your soul and the world 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 so you now know that he says i wish above all things that you prosper but i hope your soul too was not lost while you are prospering i hope that the way you prospered was god's own way i know how you are prospered when your soul does not prosper it was exchanged for your wealth sit down sit down sit down Yabone nakawa Sujadane Sarkin Salama Sarkin My concern is not your prosperity. I can know what kind of exchange happened by looking at your soul immediately i look at your money the next thing i should look at is your soul if i find out that your spiritual life went down there was an exchange that happened on the mountain whether you are aware or not you have followed a system that has sold your soul there are many sit down please there are many men of god there are many businessmen there are many captains of industry that gave, received the world and sold their soul. This temptation Satan gave Jesus was not the last time he would give it. He has been giving it till today. So he says, I wish above all things that you will prosper. But I will know how the prosperity came not by looking at the money. But looking at your soul when i i see both your soul and your pocket rising i know where that grace came from it can't be the devil the devil will never allow your pocket and your soul to rise at the same time so i look at your prosperity and then i look at your soul i see that in your rising you gave up your values you gave up your character you gave up your family you gave up your integrity i know that there is a negotiation happening you are giving your soul for mundane things are we together look what jesus did verse 10 ah 
Jesus said, Get thee then, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. What was Satan looking for? Allegiance. Satan does not need money. He does not want money. So, Apostle, why is it that Satan, why is it that there is difficulty in meeting our bills at home? Satan knows that men cannot endure hardship indefinitely. So, he manipulates the economy and waits for you on that mountain. He knows that when the pain becomes too much and your church cannot build, the pastor will say, I thank God for this. But I prophesy, Sam, bring one million. Remember, that's not how he started. But because of the pain, we need money. Generator needs to be fueled fast. And now I'm at a point, we brought a man of God abroad and we cannot pay him. So Sam, bring one million. Bring two million. So I see the church's financing rising, but I look at the soul of the members. So I know that an exchange has happened. The pastor negotiated an exchange. I, I, I'm not saying this in a critical way. The greatest dread of Satan is that you prosper while your soul prospers. What then is his gain? Think how annoying it will be for me. As a businessman, this is what I'm selling. Look up, please. And then... I see you hold both money and my product. Are you getting what I'm saying now? Now, you think what that will do to me. My advantage has been ruined. You have shown me I don't need you. That's the statement that this is happening. And so when you can have a prosperous soul and you are empowered economically, are we together? You get up in the morning and say, my children, we are waiting upon the Lord today, yet the increment in the school fees does not affect the prayer because the resources are there. Glory be to God. Satan says, what then is my entry point in this family? Thank you. Is God speaking to someone? What shall it profit a man? Please listen to this message because I promise you, every one of us, you will climb that mountain. I got listen 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 you may climb that mountain and come back with wood or you can climb that mountain and come back as a soulless person that on that mountain satan will give you mundane things and after 30 years of wealth and affluence and increase you will find out that you are on your way to hell this message is a deliverance to the body of christ Listen to me. I can tell you that Satan hates what you are hearing. I call it the warfare dimension of kingdom world. Where the product is your soul versus the world. Hmm. Your soul. Did you ever hear that they sell souls? Hey, Jimmy is a businessman. Where do you say? I know they sell pure water. Is that true? I know they sell clothes. But he's saying there is a marketplace on earth where the commodity of exchange is the soul of man. Not slave trade was only a mimicking 
of something that was already in the realm of the spirit. If it's not in your presence, if it's not by your hands, if it's not by your spirit, don't let me have it. Everything I need is in you. Hallelujah. Revelations 18, read for me from verse 9. We are reading 9 to 13. Babylon, as a woman, that Jezebel that sits upon the horse, the Bible tells us she's not only a prophetess, she's a businesswoman. Babylon, the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. Verse 10. Standing afar off for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, is falling. For in one hour is your judgment come. 11. And the merchants, who are those who will cry? The businessmen of the earth. How did they become rich? The Bible says the, the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore. Their prosperity was tied to their connection with her. Whatever happened to Babylon happened to their business. Are you following me please? What are her merchandise? Look at these are the products that this woman deals in. Are you ready, believers? Number one, gold and silver and precious stones and pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, thyan wood, all manner of ivory, all manner of vessels of most precious wood, brass, iron, marble, tartine, cinnamon, odors, ointment, frankincense, wine. Babylon also sells anointing. Oil. Did you see it there? And fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses. Help me now. Read together. And chariots and slaves and souls of men. Babylon. Any one of these products you want, she can give you. Give me the souls of men. So that my track, when I produce anything, it will get everywhere. And she says, the condition, bow to me. That exchange happens on that mountain. While it's happening, you don't know. The next thing, you just sit down and find out that your soul is glued to their music. There's nothing you can do. You just find out that you bite. You are even minding yourself. The next thing, you are nodding your head. Ah, God, forgive me. You don't even know what is happening. The souls of men. What kind of a businesswoman is this that does both physical and spiritual business? Sells gold, sells anointing for you. You want anointing for ministry, she can give you too. <sighs> but you always know that it is her product by one single litmus test. 
as the wealth grows, your soul dies. Your wealth and your soul cannot grow together when you do business with her. I wish above all things. Koinonia, tell me you are getting blessed tonight. So when your soul is going down and then there is increase coming, could it be that an exchange has happened on that mountain? What shall it profit a man if he gains, gains, loses, gains, loses, business terminologies? You can gain the whole world and then you lose your soul. Is God speaking to us? There is an assault of darkness. Listen, over the body of Christ. And let me tell you this. Many people in this country do not know how to prosper God's way. And that includes men of God. Listen to me. I have a responsibility to teach you the truth. Many people do not know how to prosper God's way. And right now that the systems that provide for things like corruption and the rest, the civilization of the world is making men more vocal now. The things they could not say before, they can now say. That means if the truth is not taught, the church alongside the territory is in trouble. There are many men today who became rich by stealing and investing. They don't know anything. They cannot mentor you to be wealthy. They only stole money from some political scoffers and then had that money and had a business partner who helped them to invest the money and now they are rich you may call them businessmen you may call them millionaires and billionaires but they have negotiated something they cannot raise another generation so right now there's confusion people love god but they are hungry hunger is moving like the angel of death are we together now one by one is meeting families some of you as you are seated right here if i told you stand up let me give you a prophecy that tomorrow will change your financial life you will be surprised that without your will you will find yourself standing up that's to tell you how hard this thing is becoming are we together there are students probably sitting here now that it will take the grace of god i cannot tell you literally without exaggeration hundreds of text messages by people apostle help our family our rent our this apostle we just finished three days dry you see it there that thing is supposed to be a mockery to the name of the lord we just finished three days dry and god could not solve our hunger problem and then the people continue to contemplate what kind of god is this oh And Satan says, that's exactly what I want. Because let me tell you, when, come Sam, when Sam continues to say, help me, help me, and I say I cannot help him, one day he will stop calling me. He stops calling me because someone else has held his hand and says, let's go to the mountain. You can't keep begging forever. Let me show you. Give me your soul and I will give you tea and bread. He will try it one year and it will not work. He will say, okay, go. I will come back. He will wait till the hunger increases and say, I'm still here. A day will come, that hunger will hit you. And like Esau, you will say, please, what is a portage? What, what do you think happened to Esau? 
Do you not know that Satan waited until Esau was hungry? Satan always comes to men when they are hungry. He waits until you are hungry. Then he comes with his suggestion. It's a business strategy. Any businessman will tell you that people don't negotiate at the point of convenience. You wait until there is a need. Then you say, okay, here I am again. I told you to sell me the land. You say it was 400,000. Okay, it's because you have food. When the economy hits you, then I bring 250 cash. And then you say, Kai, my wife, what did you say? That Just bring this thing. That's what Satan does. So as a young student who is being rewarded by your parents, you don't sow yet, you reap. And then you are laughing and say, all oh, this finance thing, I don't, I don't mind. And then the next thing, you see a lady and you want to marry her and Satan says, exactly, let the plan work. He will help facilitate your marriage, not because he likes your marriage. He knows that when you are married, a child will come and the reality will dawn on you. Now you marry as a prayer warrior and a war giant. And then your wife says, my husband, sorry, my parents are coming and we need a place to keep them. Am I God? Am I the only person on earth? See that? And before you know it, your life begins to be in shambles. One day you will find yourself browsing the internet. Mantras for wealth. Enter. You, you will never believe you would have done that zodiac sign the palm of my hand what does it mean let me know whether they cost me from bed and they say put your age and you say I, I don't even i'm not sure they told me i'm 30 but the way i'm suffering is as if i'm 40 let me try 40 and see you see that you are laughing but you know you do it because it's the pain how many prayer leaders how many pastors, by the grace of God, send me text messages all the time saying, Apostle, I don't, I'm, I'm about to give up. People may not know. They just see me praying and preaching, but I'm tired. Let me tell you the truth. I say it before God, and I say it truthfully. This challenged me because I said it means there's something wrong. Let me tell you this. If you sit down and see your child dying, you will not know when you will do something you never believe you cannot do. You may not do it for yourself. Was it not two women that ate their children? What made them eat their children? Hunger. They ate one whole child. A mother that cannot forget her suckling child didn't cut herself. They would have cut one leg. At least the person is still alive. But they ate the baby alive. And the next day it was to eat the child. Look at the, from Genesis to Revelation. See what hunger did to men. Study what hunger did to men from Genesis to Revelation. Was it not because of hunger Israel went to Egypt? Who took them to Egypt? Not demons. God's covenant people went to Satan. They said, by us, money failed. Hunger can take men from Israel to Egypt. Are there not places that some of us are walking today that you sit down and say, but why should I be walking here? I know what happens in this corporation. I know that God is not glorified. I know they are serving the devil. I know that the products and services they are involved in, my, it violates my faith. But the day you talk to your husband or wife that I think I should live here, the day you say that thing again, it's with the back of my hand I will slap you. Did you see the last PTA letter of the child? And Satan says, that's it. And a time will come 
out of that pain and frustration, the young lady will call her ex-boyfriend and say, just to know if you are fine. He said, lie, hunger, taking men from Israel to Egypt. Are we together? This is what I saw coming to Nigeria. This is what I saw coming to Africa. I saw a time, and not too distant time, when hunger is driving people to do things you cannot believe. Because the many doors of corruption were just closed. This is what I saw in my vision. And because most men only corrupt, they steal and share. And then they steal and share. Then when you get your own, you quickly manage it well. But now that the door is closed, people are saying, what do we do? And I saw people going to this woman to say, I need members. If I don't get members, where will I get offering? And then where will I get tight to be able to survive as a church? So Babylon, let's negotiate. Bring members to get more overflows. My soul will be what will be in exchange. If you ever say this cannot happen, you are joking. Do you know the desperation? Do you know what men can do when they are desperate? Read your Bible and see what... They were willing to go back to Egypt when they were hungry. They left Egypt. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed. When they were hungry, they said, we remember. We remember the garlic. We, hunger will make you forget the promised land. Hunger will make you love your yesterday more than your tomorrow. I remember when I had this boyfriend. I wasn't going to heaven, but I was in heaven on earth. Now that I gave my life to Christ and left this guy, look at how miserable my life is. Oh, let us go back. There is garlic. There is cucumber. Is it not in your Bible? And onions. At least we have food to eat. Moses, we are hungry. Was it not on account of supply that Moses missed the promised land? Have you forgotten that they were thirsty and they needed water and they had been nagging at Moses? No leader can survive a hungry people. I don't mean spiritually hungry. They will nag at you and disturb you day and night. You know, there are people who come to my house. They just come and knock. They knock the gate and stand there. I just open the door and they say, I'm hungry. Sometimes they come as a group, group of children, and just knock and stand there. Do what you would do with us. We are hungry. That's what happened to Moses. And Moses was, God told him, speak to the rock. He was human. Your humanity plus hunger is not good. And he struck the rock. And God said, no, this is it. You are not going to the promised land. It was hunger that made them build an idol. They said, Moses, we are tired. We are not sure that is this your God you saw in the bush that brought us out. Please, Aaron, come. Put jewelries together. We will sacrifice our gold. Build us an idol so that we will dance and say you are the one who brought us out of Egypt. Was it not on account of hunger many parents now stop going to church? And they say, where was God? 
when they sacked me from railway corporation 1999 where was god when i was crying with my sick child on the bed needing 150,000 to i i prayed and i called on pastors they prayed and i watched my child breathe his last breath on something that could be solved don't talk to me about church again you come to preach and they show you the bible from genesis to revelation and tell you look before you were born i was a prayer coordinator hunger made me leave the place of god to egypt you don't control people by controlling them you control them by controlling the economy of their territory the rich rule it over the poor and the borrower will always be slave to the lender you will thank me for what i'm teaching you tomorrow you will thank me because you are listening to this message for your children you are not just listening for yourself it will take a selfish and a wicked person to not listen to these truths then don't have children because woe betide any man i say this respectfully to our parents and the elderly people here but most of our parents made this mistake and that is the the mistake that has produced a negative history for many of the young people seated here looking at me it was hunger that created the episodes of pain that we do not even want to remember about our lives don't transfer that to your children hunger made people to marry those who are not the will of god hunger made people to be relocated to geographic territories that was not the will of god hunger made people to change their age you will see somebody 50 years by instincts you know this person is 50 years he said no he's 27. you you see that how many footballers have their true age i'm so you don't think i'm just talking that's what hunger can do how many people join occultic fraternities the fact that they are growing in i hope i'm right i heard that early this year they were stealing ladies underwears or something like that now listen that is not a good news is to tell you that men are not ashamed to prosper did you hear what i said let a lady pile her clothes and say you should wash and you see if you are angry but the native doctor said go and carry not not the head tie carry the underwear and bring it and the man is not embarrassed you can pick that underwear as a graduate as a bubble and bounce with it to a shrine because you are desperate for prosperity which one is easier to believe god or to do that nonsense what shall it profit a man I don't want to get to a point where at the end of my life I have acquired cars and houses koinonia has risen and I look at myself and I look at my soul and my soul is dead have you ever heard that anybody died and his money went with him koinonia talk to me have you ever heard that anybody died and his real estate disappeared and followed him in the grave any prosperity that demands your soul to get is of the devil let me tell you many ways that this business because this business has franchise and one of the way the franchise works is by occupying you with activities that will not let you have time for god is that not your soul being sold it doesn't have to be an occultic negotiation by the time 
you have to forfeit a Sunday service where your word is about to come because if you don't, your boss will sack you. That's your soul going. You do that for one year, you find out you can't remember one memory verse again. You are praying and you will be quoting wise sayings instead of scriptures. Because you have not hidden any word in your heart again. What shall it profit a man? I want to show you one more mystery and then we'll pray. Is God speaking to you? Tonight's call is a serious wake-up call. For the sake of our children and our children's children and for the sake of our soul. Why do you think the Antichrist will leave all other things and go to economy? When you talk about the mark of the beast, what did the Bible say the mark was meant for? For buying and selling. Not for going to school. Not for Bible study. The devil knows that where he will get people. How did they get Nigerians to register BVN? Was it not by the threat of their accounts? Did, did any police carry cane to pursue any man? Register your BVN or your account will be frozen. And people just come and say, please, what? I did my BVN in the night. They opened the bank for me by 8.30. Because I couldn't come in the day. People will lay and harass me. 8.30 in the night, they opened the bank for me. and said, Apostle, come and do your BVN. As anointed as holy i still did bvn in the night when satan comes to you and finds out that your individualism is not your concern he will attack your spirituality when he attacks your spirituality by making you fall from that height remember that was the temptation fall from that height god will protect you and when you survive that, he knows where to wait for you. He says, keep praying. You will meet me at one junction that is the only road. <laughs> only road. He meets you at that junction. It's not a T-junction, it's a bend. And he waits there and says, now, let me negotiate. Your child's school fees. Let me negotiate. Give me your prayer life and I will give you real estate. Give me the health of your child. Have you not heard of people who have sold different parts of their body for money? Please talk to me. Is it a lie? Give me your fasting and your appetite for God and I'll make sure I give you a job in Dubai. And you say, is that the condition? Satan will not come and say, give me your soul like your soul, your heart. Uh-uh. Give me your commitment in the house of God and I will increase your money by 50,000. And he said, commitment, go places. Satan, give me. And Satan is an honest businessman. You will get it. He will give you the 50,000. Then remove commission that will make everything remain 10,000. And say, if you want, I'm still here for business. And before you know it, from settling near Sodom, you will be in the middle of Sodom. What took you there? Why do you think the Bible says whose God is their belly? The logical thing should be whose God is their brain. But he said whose God? Hunger can be a God. And it can make men do things they never planned to do.
Are we together? I was sharing with the leaders a little bit about the cost for just transporting people every meeting day and every other time the school of ministry everything for one year is what some people use to build houses but that's what a part of the budget of a department and never has anybody come to say stand up all of you drop one one thousand by force if you don't drop no prophecy or no seeing apostle never will it be never if you ever hear it anywhere know you are dreaming wake up that i ever tell anybody here is my bucket drop two naira and then you see me to receive prayer may god take my life a day to doing that you won't say amen because you are kind i want to make heaven i will pray it now don't get me wrong there are people who are experts who provide value and are paid and blessed for it that's not what i'm saying when people dispense value that is packaged, they should be rewarded. So don't confuse that with what I'm saying. I'm saying to say, bring money as the basis for prayer. No, sir. Thy money perish with you. That's what he told by Jesus. Are we together? But if I don't have food to eat, all this mouth that I've carried my big mouth to make, I would twist that statement by the time hunger is serious. If your mother calls you and your mother says, my son or my daughter, is this how you are going to leave me? Remember the womb that bought you. will carry basket and stand there and say, what is, come and drop your money, Jerry. I'm, I'm preaching. I'm doing everything for you free. Most people who do what they do are not bad. They just do not know the systems that bail men out. Say in the name of Jesus, my soul and my pocket will both be healthy what shall it profit a man if you are going into ministry please listen to me with all your heart because if you believe your your ministry you know men of god have funny ways they believe ministry will be financed they just believe one day one arbitrary kingdom financier will just evolve from somewhere and just say you keep preaching while i keep giving you money <laughs> My brothers and my sisters, God gives us wisdom to save us from trouble. The Bible says wisdom is a defense. Is that true? There are sermons you will never be able to preach when you become a beggar. Are we together? Yes. May you never get to a point, man of God, where your members become the Holy Spirit. Where somebody comes and says, here's a check of 10 million. I notice that people don't respect elders. And that becomes your message. The title of my message as revealed by the Holy Ghost is respect. No, it came from an angry rich man. Go up the mountain and bring wood and build my house. And I will take pleasure in it. Are we together now? Let me show you something. Thank you, Sam. Ezra chapter 3. King of my life, you are my all, and I live for you alone. You're the king of my life, you have my all, 
and I lay my life for you. My heart is yours. My mind is yours. My will is yours. You're the king of my life. Now let me show you a very deep mystery. That mountain. Ezra will read one to three and then you will jump to seven. And when the seventh month was come and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered themselves together as one man in Jerusalem. Reading to three and then we'll jump to seven. Then stood up Joshua, the son of Josadak, and his brethren, the, the priest and Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, and his brethren, and builded the altar of God, of the God of Israel, and to offer bond offerings thereon. And it is written in the, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Three. And they set the altar upon his basis, and fear was upon them because, the people of the, because of the people of those countries. And they offered bond offerings thereon unto the Lord, and bond offerings morning and evening. Go to seven. Now I want you to listen carefully. Look up. And they gave money also to the masons and to the carpenters and meat and drink and oil unto them of Zidon and to them of Tyre. Take note. I want to show you something powerful. To bring what? Cedar trees from Lebanon. Go up the mountain. Bring wood. Build me a house. Now it says they gave them money to go and bring cedar trees according to the grant that they had had of Cyrus, the king of Persia. But notice, they did business with certain people. Now, not exchanging their soul, but the Bible says unto them of Zidon and unto them of Tyre. Follow me. Isaiah 23. You will notice the Bible very strangely talks of a city called Tyre and Sidon. Have you read your Bible? The Bible talks a lot about these cities. I will show you that these cities represented the center of commerce and economy in the earth. Isaiah 23, the first three verses. The burden of where? Tyre. Now look up please. We are walking the word. Haul ye the ships of Tarshish. For it is laid waste so that there is no house. No entering in from the land of Shittim. It is revealed to them. We are reading to three. Two. Be still ye inhabitants of the isle. Thou whom the merchants of Zidon. That pass over the sea have replenished. Verse three. I wish we could read it in amplified or any other version he said and by the great waters the seed of Sihon, the harvest of the river is her revenue and she tire is the merchant the word mat there is the merchant of the nations there's no other version you can find oh dear okay 
it says was Tyre's revenue. Can you see there? It said, and she, Tyre, became the merchandise. That is the city, the center of economy of the nations. Are we together? What was Satan called in Isaiah 28? Who is the king of Tyre? Talk to me. Who is the king of Tyre? The very king of that mountain. Satan himself. The governor, the protector of that mountain. Tyre and Sidon. The economic center of the earth. Satan allows other demons and other spirits to occupy other mountains. But he takes the mountain of economy and becomes the king of Tyre. I will wait there. Whoever comes will meet me there. He will not meet a demon. He will not meet an archangel. He will not meet anyone. He will meet Satan himself. Listen, I can tell you where Satan is. He's not in your village. No. I know where he is. He's at the center of where the exchange happens for the house of God to be built. I know where Satan is. Satan is where your resources should come from to make sure your family stays in peace. That's where he is. I know where Satan is. Satan is at the point where your business needs to grow so that it will cause you to negotiate. Satan is obsessed about economy. My brothers and my sisters, please listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you do not sustain an ability, I'm going to round up tonight by teaching you the system, the warfare dimension upon that mountain. Because although Satan is there, God still says, climb the mountain. Climb the mountain. Was it not on the mountain both Elijah and the prophet met? But Elijah returned back victorious. Was it not on the Mount of Transfiguration Jesus climbed and he returned back? And together with the three guys, many things happened in the mountain. And one of it is the victory of the saints economically. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. I, 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 I pray from the depth of my heart that you will understand what I've said and see the value of it in your life. It will surprise you, my brothers and my sisters, when men are leaving God, selling their souls to the devil, and you stand together with your wife and your children and you say, Lord, I give you the glory. In fact, let's go to Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar, the king. Just go back to King James so that we'll hurry up. We're praying. Is God blessing someone? Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of what? Talk to me, please. An image of gold, whose height is 90 feet. And he set it up in a plain called Dura, in the province of Babylon. Read on. The Bible says, and Nebuchadnezzar, now look at this. Nebuchadnezzar first set up a 90 feet statue of pure gold. Then look at all the people he gathered. Look at the quality of men that he gathered to come and bow down to that thing. Are you ready? He sent a letter to gather what? The princes. Read on. And the governors. And 
the captains and the judges, judiciary and the treasurers and the counselors and the sheriffs, local government chairmen and the rulers of provinces to come to the dedication. If you were not influential, you were not invited. Satan wants to dedicate his image in the land and handpick certain people to say you are invited. Listen. It was on account of that that certain gentlemen let me show you yourself now. Verse 3. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When we read verse 3, let's go to verse 6. Very instructive statement. Then the princes, the governors, the captains, judges, treasurers, counselors, sheriffs, rulers were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before... Please go back to verse 3. Let's finish first. And they stood before... The image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Verse 6 now. Read it for me. This is exactly why I am preaching all that I've been preaching. Read if you're a Christian. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst. Why is economies use the term financial meltdown not financial cool cool off or ice ice uh, what do we call it now financial meltdown is that true if god grants grace i will teach you something powerful because you know the holy spirit just ministers something you know when jesus crossed to the other side the pigs were on a mountain that and they possessed the pigs were roaming around the mountain pigs in the bible stand for unclean animals they were on the mountain and there was a spirit in a madman as soon as jesus came watch this immediately the the madman met jesus when he casted out the demons the demons said don't take us out of here and they entered the pigs and everything went down who were those who attacked Jesus? The merchants. They said, you are doing something to our economy. By delivering one person, something happened to their economy. They said, get out of this land quickly. It was not the politician. It was those who were in the economy that felt the heat. When you read in the Bible, there was a time they flogged Paul in the market square. They dragged him to a market square not a police station and flogged him in the market square my brothers and my sisters there are mysteries in our world if it is economy you want to conquer the little knowledge and the certificate you are holding will not go very far if you listen to what i'm telling you you will rise as if you are holding a charm if you sit down there this thing will squeeze you in a way whosoever will not fall down and bow and worship that image the same hour what is the punishment be cast into a financial recession if you will not bow to god then the devil does something to your finances seven jesus <laughs> mighty god Let's go to verse 8. 
Wherefore, at that certain time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. Nine. And they spake to the king Nebuchadnezzar. Listen carefully now. O king, live forever. Ten. O king has, has made a decree. Thou, O king, has made a decree that this and that and that and that happens. Eleven. And all of that, whosoever does not fall will do this. Verse 12. There are certain Jews. This is where we come in now. Listen carefully. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs. So they were men of influence. There are certain attacks that never come to you until you are influential. So the fact that it has not come does not mean it's just that you have not made any mark for the kingdom enough to warrant that attack. It's not a sign that your faith is working. There are many people, that, because the devil just left you to do your thing, you believe that it's because of your intelligence. It's just that you are not making any mark whatsoever in the realm of the spirit. And so you are not disturbed. But the day God blesses you small, and they say you are now promoted to become a manager, that's the day you have a dream you never had. You just had that your father said he had the dream once and you recorded it. On that day, a stranger comes and said, let me introduce myself to you. I appeared to your father 35 years ago. Look at his life. And I appeared to your mother 36 years ago. Now you have qualified for my appearance. By your promotion, you have gone too far. Let's talk. And you wake up, ah, blood of Jesus, I just bind you. And then the next thing you go to the office the next day. And they say, sorry. Some people stole money and they found some money on your desk. Go down. And the man says, I told you, bow to me or rise. But if you learn what I'm showing you now, you can stand and say, Satan, this is my money. This is my gold. But I cast my crown before the highest royalty. Satan, it's not that I'm too proud to bow. It won't be to you. My refusal to bow is not arrogance. It's that it can't be to you. I cannot serve God and mammon. No, sir. Let it not be that I'm trying to run a parallel government with God. My refusal to bow is not pride. But this is what I'm saying. That there is one who is worthy of my praise. Sir King Salama Sir King Alanda Yabone King Listen, I come from a family where these forces don't stop you to rise. Just go ahead and rise. There is a level, you know how a rubber ring is. Listen carefully. You can pull it. You get to a point where it will swing you back in one day. So people rise up, educated. My father started working at age 26. But when you get to a point, something happens. You know how the swine just fell down and crashed into the sea. 
That's how your whole life, finances, everything crashes down. What were they looking for? Bow to me and I will give you the keys. But they were certain koinonia members. Shadrach, Meshach, Joshua Selman. He said, this man, O king, have not regarded thee. Listen, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image. There are certain men who are prospering strangely in Zaria. And we have researched well and we found out that they don't serve idols. They love God with all their heart and yet they are rising. O king, give an answer. Because I thought you said for anybody to rise, their soul must go. But we have found certain people, their soul prospers as their finances prosper. The more they help their parents, they are rising. The more they, they are blessed prosperously, they use that money and they are still fasting and praying, even as millionaires. Oh, king, give an answer. And the king said, you mean it? Bring the boys. Next verse. Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury stop. It will never tire me to share with you my vision. I don't share too many of my experiences. Remember I told you, I know what this means. It was in this Zaria that I was praying and fasting and crying before God. And all of a sudden my ceiling disappeared. And then here comes a strange being like a dinosaur and looks at me the eyes is as one eye is as big as the head of a man two eyes fiery red eyes and the tail was a snake it had its own life although it was attached to that being and the being was looking at me and i was looking at it my god i didn't bargain for this what is all this now what is this I'm a preacher that is just teaching truth and wants to help people and make meaning out of my life. And this spirit looks at me. That was when I knew that in the realm of the spirit, there is a soul thermometer. They measure the rising of men. Listen, I tell you this, my brothers and my sisters, believe it. When you are rising, there is a system. I will show you shortly. By the time you rise to any significant level, Beyond certain threshold, there will be an invitation of certain guests. And they will say, gentlemen, we have watched you. We started watching your grandfather since he was a reverend. We watched your grandmother as a prayer warrior. Nobody rose beyond this level. What is these tongues you always pray every night? And these koinonia messages you are always listening to? Uh, they are doing something that is threatening our continuity in your family. When that spirit appeared, I looked at it. It was looking at me. And this is what it said. So you think you can bring God's people into abundance. That was the conversation. Wow. What devil is this? It was from that day, I knew that men can be gatekeepers. They can, you don't knock when you have a key. You only knock so that you somebody who has the key will open but when you have a key 
the bible says you should knock because you don't have the key but when you have the key knocking ends it was in 2007 i had a vision many things happened in that vision but that was when the lord revealed to me his wealth agenda for the church i'm not i'm not i'm not i mean people like ejimi are really the ones anointed with the mantle and the grace for wealth i'm just somebody who knows god and understands the counsel of god like paul i have met these spirits i know they are real so when i talk i don't talk because i read a book no i've seen it you see there are things that when you see you don't fear again what, what are you going to be afraid of the pride of men men that are like vapor from that day something happened to me and i will give you the keys of david he says and you shall open a door that no man can shut and shut a door that no man can open you see let me tell you it is part of the burden of the apostolic ministry that god mandates you to laboriously go through that pain but it's not for yourself it is for the sake please be sensitive listen there is a grace from that encounter when i got that thing i knew case closed not for me not for the ministry these horns will never lift up themselves their heads again my brothers and my sisters in any case you must give your soul to someone bow to me otherwise you will enter the fiery furnace do you now see why christians are the ones suffering more aside from our pride and our refusal the devil particularly made sure that he takes our case personal the moment you are making an altar call they are watching you from the realm of the spirit you come out and say lord take my heart take my life lord i know i come from a family of 70 people and nobody ever handed their lives to you but lord let me be the first i give you everything and when you are in your room praying alone shakatabata, lord i will change i will rewrite the history of my family that thermometer is rising in the spirit and it's being watched you think you are alone but there are witnesses and a day will come when you would just say lord i vow to you that no matter what you give me you will be lord over it the devil say no come quickly meet this guy this kind of commitment is the same thing as selling your soul to the devil you are the mighty god you are the glory I like my right. Hey, you are the mighty God. Hey, I told you. You are the glory. I like my right. You are the mighty God. Hey, I told you. One more time.
Listen. Listen to me. Please listen. Every time you pass through faces and realms in the spirit, you are given three things. One, you are given keys, a symbol of access. Two, you are given an anointing to bring men into that experience. Three, you are given an enlarged audience in the spirit. God will cause men to hear what you are saying. These are the blessings of sacrifice and the furnace of affliction in the spirit. Don't just see people getting blessed and think they were lucky or that they are just business people who understand business. It's more than that, my brothers and my sisters. Some of the people you see are forged from the furnace of affliction. I have seen spirits and I have met with devils. I know. We are not financially dull, but we know that there is a warfare dimension. Fighting for the soul of men. We are able to focus today and teach the truth of God's word and not coerce any man under the sun to give because God has been faithful and he continues to be faithful. There are keys that you hold that you will never fear their fears. You will never call what they call conspiracy, conspiracy. We are not talking of this money-mongering thing, this appetite and loss for wealth that can make men kill for money. Please don't mistake what I'm teaching. That's not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching a battle for your soul that Satan is using money to fight your soul. He used your past, it did not work. He used your bloodline, it did not work. Now he's coming by himself to fight A woman, because of hunger, said, take my children as collateral. That's what Satan wants. The wife of a prophet, even in a man of God's house, there can be hunger. Even in a prophet's house, there can be hunger. I came tonight to blow a trumpet in Zion and to sound the alarm upon a mountain. When I saw this in the visions of the Lord, I knew that if I don't teach this, there is trouble. Brothers and sisters, hear what I say. I saw hunger coming. I saw it. I'm not a false prophet. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm not one person who will come out every time and tell you God said God did this. No. But I saw hunger manipulated by the gates of hell. It has nothing to do with economy or political party. This is Satan and the hunger continues to bring annoyance. Listen, that hunger, Satan is bringing that hunger to scandalize a lot of men of God. That hunger will attempt to scandalize many ministries because people will begin to rise up to say, let's probe the account of this church. Let's probe the account of this man of God. And in it, many people will be found wanting. This is why the Lord is teaching this. So that there can be a system of escape. Because many of us are already following that route. Because of hunger, you don't know the difference between your account and your fellowship account. You can fetch from anyone and say, God, forgive me. When I grow, I'll, I'll manage it. This is what the devil is planning. And he will continue to make you in lack. So that you implicate yourself. And one day when you are well implicated, he will boomerang you. 
That's the mistake that many people have made today. And it will take the grace and the mercy of God. You see these things I speak, I speak in parables. Hunger will make many people dip their hands in a pot that is meant for God. Hophni and Phinehas, they were just supposed to use the pruning fork to pick something out for themselves. But hunger made them to select the portions and brought ruin and destruction to their lives. Go up the mountain and bring wood. Is money not made out of wood? Is paper not made out of wood? He tells you the location. You must go up the mountain. I will take another. There will be a part two of this. But there is a warfare dimension. And I want you to pray. My brothers and my sisters, listen to me. There are gatekeepers. The king of Tyre himself is seated there. By the time your father tried to get there, and this thing struck them down. But now you have come. We have no time. Like the three Hebrew boys, oh king, we will not bow. I will be blessed yet my soul will also prosper i will not trade my integrity as a christian for money lift your voice and pray i like you to blast in tongues the kings of the earth who have benefited from their harlotry with her shall wail and say alas babylon that great city in one hour is your destruction come Listen to me. Hallelujah. Listen. It is never about lack of job. It is never about lack of house rent money. It is never about your business crashing or your business failing. It is never about lack of customers. You are in a warfare that you are not aware of. It's a fight not for your money, for your soul. Satan, how can hold on, please? How can Satan be fighting for money? That's nonsense. He's only using money to fight for your soul. My brothers and my sisters, what shall it profit a man? I say it again. There are many people about losing their soul because of business. Losing their soul because of money. Losing their soul. Listen. I'd like you to pray. 
and say lord as for me my allegiance for you and with you is in life and in death lift your voice and pray hallelujah we are praying say in the name of Jesus oh God you are my El Shaddai I decree and I declare that what you cannot give me I will never receive it from anyone anywhere you do not take me may I not go whatever you do not give me may i never get it lord i declare that the dimensions of wealth and prosperity needed for my life and your house pass it through me lift your voice and pray may i become your treasurer a steward of your resources pass it through me oh god pass it through me oh god may i be a steward trusted with the resources of heaven trusted with the resources of heaven trusted hallelujah say in the name of Jesus say it again in the name of Jesus I declare that my children and all those who will come from me all those connected to me because of my life they will never beg for bread lift your voice and pray I will be that savior in the name of Jesus I will be that savior in the name of Jesus I will be that savior in the name of Jesus my children will never beg for bread hallelujah hallelujah 
Hallelujah. I like us to pray. And while we're praying, I'm going to give our sisters an instruction. Lay your hands on your womb. And while you are praying, tell yourself, I cut off my children from poverty forever. Whether you have a child or not, everyone lift your voice and pray. I cut off my children from the lineage of poverty, the lineage of hardship. I will not give birth to children who will be beggars. I will not give birth to children who will serve Satan because of the need for resources. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please give us Psalm 112. Quickly, please. Psalm 112. We're rounding up. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. It starts with the fear of God. It doesn't start with a business idea. It starts with the fear of the Lord. That delighted greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation until both your seed and generation we are not talking of food to eat. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you this. The body of Christ is full of selfish people who just have enough to eat. They have enough to take a flight. They have enough to pay their rent and so they think it is okay. You are a selfish person. Do not make the mistake of Esther to forget that you are also part of the Jews. When her man wanted to destroy the Jews, Esther said, I'm comfortable. And Mordecai said, do not think that when they finish with us, you will be free. There are families and there are individuals that are not begging for bread. So when they hear this kind of teaching, they say it's a waste of time. It's a wicked thing as a man of God. Listen, I'm preaching from my heart. There are some of you who have come here now with envelopes, with seats inside, waiting to bless me as a man of God. And I appreciate it. And it will be wicked if you are blessing me as a man of God and I don't empower you to prosper. How do you get the resources? Are you thieves? I'm able to preach and I'm able to spend time with God because my needs are met. My family is taken care of and then I can focus to serve the Lord and bless you. If the devil uses economic empowerment to scatter those things, my time will be spent on intercession for money rather than I will now leave the ministry of the word and start doing the matter of tables. I will never be the man of God 
who will raise men who are spiritually powerful and then economically down no when you start a move like this you are usually misunderstood until you see the excellency of a balanced spiritual life and the convenience that it provides for you and your family his seed shall be mighty upon earth the generation of the upright shall be blessed next verse wealth and riches shall be in his house and yet his righteousness his soul will still prosper that you can be a billionaire and yet your heart is completely not in those resources you sit down here that a ministry wants to build and without coercion you write a check of a billion naira and say please all these night vigils of praying bombing heaven there are souls to be saved there are teachings there are this there are nations to disciple let me tell you one of the worst distractions that can happen to the body is when they focus on talking about money money every time every service money is a cause and it's a distraction every service cannot be money now you see even evangelistic meetings after raising um winning souls as soon as the souls are busy writing their names they start raising offering i don't blame the men of god i'm not insulting them but i'm saying that's not the way it's to be done this is what gives license to men in the world to continue to abuse and harass any man of god anywhere but my brothers and sisters there are people that will do it right now empowered by the spirit that the level and the extent of the blessing of god upon your life will dumbfound principalities and powers yet your heart will never be lifted up your heart is still contrite because you have pledged your allegiance to christ and christ alone last prayer point for tonight the controlling powers manipulating my financial resources i come against you in the name of jesus lift your voice and pray the controlling powers ensuring that i fail in business the controlling powers ensuring that everything i do fails pray the controlling powers that ensure that every good thing becomes negative in my life i come against you by the god of heaven hallelujah listen the next time i will it continues we have to stop what you have heard tonight is only one side of the coin you must hear the other side you run like this with this one side alone you are running on one leg as powerful as what i've shared is this is a ministry of balance i will show you the other side where many of us fail but then it is sufficient for you to know tonight that the fight for wealth is not a fight for your pocket it's a fight for your soul poverty has nothing to do with hunger it is only a strategy to get your soul eventually so prosperity also is not really about your pocket it is also about a system of preservation of your soul 
Are we together? I testify, I testify that your goodness is real. I testify that your goodness is real. My testimony, your goodness is real. I testify. Your goodness is real. I testify. Your goodness is real. Now listen everyone. I'm going to make a very special altar call tonight. You will think that because you are teaching on the subject of economy, there is no bearing in it to the souls of men. The closest teaching to the souls of men is the issue of economy. Not even rapture. What shall it profit a man, whether in overflow, one, two, three, online, if you gain the whole world? Don't tell me, Apostle, I'm working in an oil company. I'm doing very well. I have businesses and investments. I'm, 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 I'm an astute businessman. All that is nonsense if your soul went for it. We clap for people in the kingdom, not when they make money, but when they make money and their soul is still intact. We don't clap for you just because of the ideas and the witty inventions. We are concerned first and foremost about the health of your soul. And there are people here listening to me tonight. Some of you have been plagued personally and then territorially financially. And because of that, it has, it has affected your spiritual life in a serious way. For some, you have never made a genuine decision for Jesus, but you are a hustler. You can get up in the morning and sleep late in the night only to eat the bread of sorrow. But tonight he wants to give you rest listen to me carefully and then there is a second group of people you really used to love the lord until the issues and the matters of finances hit you and you found out that the the quest for money is almost like an addiction that you need to break and right now your soul you can't remember the last time you opened your bible the only message you listen to is anything that has money and, and, and dollars and pounds in it. The moment any conversation has to do with God and your soul, you don't care. Any business is doable. You can get off from here and go to Cameroon tomorrow because they said there is a business there. That kind of life is the cause of Cain. It's the mystery of a wanderer spirit. Where a man continues to move from pillar to post. But the Bible says to walk circumspectly as wise and not as unwise. It says redeeming the time for the days are evil. I'm going to give these two people an opportunity. Our time is gone. Please, I want you to run if you need to. Please clear the way for them. Overflow one and two. Overflow 3, you can move to the front of your projector screen. You are giving your life to Christ or you are saying, Lord, I'm tired of this. My spiritual life cannot die because of money. Make your way to the front quickly. And while, don't stand watching who is coming out. This is, this is, this is a call. This is between you and God. What shall it profit a man? Hear me. If you lose, you gain the whole world and lose your soul.
you can gain the world and gain your soul you can gain financial resources and gain your soul are you coming god bless you the holy spirit is speaking to certain people please you may stand because of space apostle i've never really given my life to the lord you are welcome apostle i found myself as a hustler it's not my fault i'm trying to make ends meet i know my brother and my sister i understand there's no condemnation in this place i may be harsh in communicating but it's with the heart of love i want to save you from the rat race there is a way god lifts men hustling is not the way it happens someone still needs to come here the lord is showing me a gentleman don't be embarrassed you can come and join them this thing they talk about that you send text messages to people in the name of this and that abroad claiming to be these those those yahoo boys those things there are two people here you came for koinonia you are involved in this thing god is saying you should come out because i see police arresting you i'm not threatening you i'm just telling you what the lord is showing me not you will not be able to go scot-free with everybody you may manipulate people's bank account and be withdrawing money but one day 99 days is not very far let me assure you 99 days is not very far the day the lord of the harvest will demand your soul the rich fool was not a fool because he was rich he was a fool because of what he did with the money my soul find rest that was his foolishness a soul of a man can never find rest in money oh my soul wait thou upon the lord the soul of men only find rest in god there is no gold there is no money there is no investment there is no job that can give the soul of a man rest that's why millionaires hang themselves and die they write letters and commit suicide because only god can give the soul of a man rest but that is not a license to be poor many people would like what i've preached now because they don't they are frustrated about getting wealthy so every time you hear people challenge rich people you are happy you must detest poverty but at the same time you must detest trading your soul for anything some of you are crying here don't be embarrassed we are not here to judge anybody god is giving us a new beginning listen young people let me tell you this hear me run away from people who try to tell you hustling is the way forward they may be sincere but i can tell you this most of the people who are millionaires in this ministry are people who god raised from scratch they are not people who inherited jack from anybody the finger of god and the wisdom the systems that you are now being taught you can be a millionaire in the spirit and a millionaire financially and that in both god be glorified and not be afraid of wealth people are afraid because they are not sure where it came from when god blesses you he secures what he blesses and there is no need to be afraid of what man can do he said i will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that set themselves against me roundabout 
he said for thou O lord art a shield for me you are my glory you are the lifter of my head those of you here and those following online probably someone is watching and listening online from whatever nation of the world and the lord is calling you to say come to me all ye that are weary and heavy laden he wants to give you rest say after me lord jesus mean it from the depth of your heart say lord jesus i come to you tonight just as i am i declare that i am unable to help myself i ask you lord jesus to step into my life i receive your life and i declare that from tonight you are my savior you are my lord you are my king you are my el shaddai i declare that my soul will never be given in exchange for wealth prosperity or anything in this life i declare that from today and forever i am yours say it again that from today and forever i am yours therefore i declare that i'm born again i'm a child of god i receive the newness of life amen i salute every one of you for making this most noble decision some of you are handing your lives to jesus for the first time some of you are rededicating your lives doesn't matter what category let me tell you my brothers and my sisters this is a decision that you will live to remember because it will not only translate you it will translate your children and your children's children may the lord bless you in the name of jesus may i request please all of you in concert that you follow there's a gentleman please wave your hands and let them see you there's a gentleman waving his hands and i would request that you follow him all of you in concert there will be a group of people to quickly and very briefly receive you let's celebrate them as they go let's celebrate them as they go hallelujah we believe you are mightily blessed to connect with the ministry and get more from apostle joshua selman follow us on facebook and twitter at koinonia eni to stream koinonia live go to mixler.com and download the teachings on koinoniasermons.org for questions and inquiries call 0814-721-4444 or 0907 777 we love and send